Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. Blessings and greetings to you all out there in radio land, cyberspace, wherever you may be. We give God all the praise, the glory, and honor for just one more chance, one more opportunity to share the good news with you. And what is that good news? That good news is that God has an incredible kingdom, and he wants to empower you in the midst of that kingdom. God is a faithful God, and we can never, ever forget that. We can never, ever forget the fact that we have dual citizenship here in this earth realm. We are first and foremost citizens of the kingdom of God. God, that is an incredible thing to embrace because as a citizen of his kingdom, he is the king, he rules all, and he is responsible for his subjects. So if that doesn't give you something to shout about, I really don't know what will because basically he is responsible for your life. So to him be the glory. I thank you for joining in with us in, in this episode of Kingdom Empowerment. This is something that we started a couple of weeks ago where every Thursday night we are going to get a word from a different minister, somebody that God's hand is on their life and he has blessed them not only to be orators of his word, but to walk it out in daily life. And tonight, our guest is Minister Valerie Lewis. Welcome to the show, Minister. Well, hello. Thank you so much, and thank you. This is this is a privilege to be on the show tonight and to be able to share with God's people. I am I'm I'm happy. You know, a little nervous, but I'm very happy to be here tonight. (laughs) Amen, amen. No reason to be nervous at all because we know that the Word of God says that if you open your mouth, he will fill it. So no reason to be nervous. So um, give us a little background to, to your life, Minister Lewis. Just, you know, where has God brought you from? What do you feel um, God has brought you out of to bring you to where you are today. Well, definitely, you know, I um, got saved late in life. Um, and when I say late in life, and I know it was uh, God's timing. You know, I was 27 years old before um, I got saved. And, you know, as I understand now that this is a journey, the walk with God is a journey. And I thank God for being patient. He's a very, very patient and long-suffering God because, you know, for the first, um, for some years, you know, you have a tendency to try to do God without God, and that cannot be done. You know, um, it's a process. You know, we've got to fall in love with the Lord Um, We've got to learn God, and the only way we can do that is by studying his word and staying in fellowship with him. You know, when the Lord told us that it was important that we 
fellowship together. He meant that. And not only, you know, I know people think, you know, going to church, going to church, but you've got to go to church because you need to stay in contact with God's people, you know, with the saints of God. That's where your strength comes from. Um, And you've got to get into his word. It is so imperative that we get into the word of God, you know, um, and I remember one day, I, I really do, and I've been thinking about this. Um, I remember one day I was in a store, and I think I had a T-shirt um, on saying something about Jesus, you know. And I remember a man asking me, he's like, well, you know, what does it mean? Who is he? And I began to, you know, I, I shook a little bit because it's like, well, you're representing him. What do you know about him? Mm-hmm. And at that point, you know, the Lord told me, he spoke to me and he told me, he said, it is imperative, you know, that you, it is crucial that you get into my word. So when people ask you about me, you have mm-hmm. something within your spirit to share with them other than he's a good God which we know that he mm. is, but who is he, yeah. you know? He's the creator of heaven and earth. He's a loving father, you know. He's the Lord of lords. He's the king of kings. But we, if we never study his word, we will never be able to share that with anybody. I mean, you know, you go to church on Sunday and, you know, you retain some of the things that uh, the 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 whoever is bringing forth the word is saying, you know, you retain some of that. But until you begin to know the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for yourself, then you're not going to have a word in due season. Very, very so true. That's where the Lord What is your answer? From. What is your answer to people who say, you know, well, I know him, and and they don't really understand the difference in um, just religion and having a relationship. How do you how do you recognize that you truly know God and on an intimate level basis just knowing about God? Um, you know, I think um, I, here again, I, I go back to His Word. You know, mm-hmm. um, we can know about Him. I mean, if we and, and this is true, if we get up every morning. And we go outside and we look at, you know, there's sunshine and even rain. It doesn't matter. You know, we've got to know, you know, that there is a God. But it's different when you begin to fall in love with him. Because when you begin to fall in love with him, you'll begin to keep some of those commandments. You know, and you will know that there's a difference in your life because some of the things, um, you know, there's a maturity that comes. You know, am I am I am I there? No. Am I getting there? Yes. But there's a maturity. You don't handle things the same way that you used to. You know, um right. you know, whatever lack that you have in your life, you know, I mean, if you believe, trust God, then you know he has this. The Father has this. You don't trip out like you used to and, you know, faint and fall out. You know, a pastor always says, mm-hmm. you know, if you do that, you know, but it's not people there to catch you any longer. 
All right. Mm. So you've mm. got to grow up in the spirit. And the only way that you can do that is through his word, through his praise, through his worship, through fasting. That's the only way that we're going to decrease and allow God to increase in, in, in our lives. And that's, that's my thoughts on that. Amen. How did you get to a place of coming out of just religiosity, you know, the religion of of the things of God and into, as you said, a place of falling in love with God? How did that transition happen in your life? Life. Life. Okay. You know, um, you know, I have gone through some things in my life which, you know, I'm sure people have. You know, all people have. You know, it's just not me. But um, the ministry that we're in, New Bethany Family Worship Center, um, it is a word ministry. And Mm -hmm. you cannot continue to sit under the word of God and allow it not to have some effect on your life. You know, Mm. um, that word, you know, as it's preached, you know, Bible studies on Wednesday, Sunday service, you know, even if <laughs> you're not catching it, your spirit is catching it. Mm. And as that word begins to boil up in your spirit, okay, there, there, there become, there's a difference, there's a change, <laughs> You know, and the spirit of the Lord, you know, God can speak to you in so many different ways. And, yeah. you know, I have been, been been very, very fortunate, you know, to have you as a big sister, you know, in Christ, to have to, to have people in my life. You know, the Mother Atkinsons and Mother Bradford's, you know, to have these women of God in your life, okay, where they will you know, loving, lovingly rein you in. You know, they're not afraid to speak to you and say, you know what, um, stop playing. Time to grow up, all right? And I think that's, that makes the difference, you know. And we're need, we, we need that. You know, the elderly women of God, you know, to rein in the younger women and say, hey, okay, you know what, it's time to stop playing with God. All right, you need to um, you need to grow up. Amen. Amen. Um, you know what? It, it is vital that we have, and and I thank God. You know that I've been able to be an integral part of your your growth in God. But I think it's it's major that we have people. Um, more seasoned than we are in the word and in the gospel um, to lead us. Now, you have progressed now through um, your your childhood, your baby stage, um, through your adolescence into a seasoned woman of God yourself at this stage of your life. What do you feel that God is calling you to in this hour as far as imparting into the lives of those that are coming up behind you? One thing that our pastor does teach us is about being about our generations. So what do you feel that God is speaking to your life about that? You know, um, on my job, um, there are, there are young women coming, young women, uh, women coming up. And 
best thing that I can do is um, represent the Lord, even at that job, you know, um, and to try and draw them to Christ. Okay, number one, um, by my life, you know, I mean, I can carry my Bible every day, but if I'm not living according to the word of God, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm being kind, I'm, I'm being loving, I'm being understanding. You know, if I don't live that in front of them, if they don't see a difference in my life, Okay, when I have the opportunity to minister to them, all right, it's not going to work. So it is very important to me that I don't just say that I'm saved, but they can actually see the difference. And I've had several young women to come to me and, you know, they, you know, they'll say, Miss Val, well, you know, how do you, you know, and I have to at that point point them back, all right, because it's not me, okay. It's strictly God and the Holy Spirit is, is the greater one that lives within me, you know, and I feel it's my obligation as someone took my hand, you know, and said, come along, you know, that it's my obligation to do the same with them, you know, and what I found out is some will receive it, and some won't. But it is, I, I've got to still offer the Lord to them. I've got to offer that. And that's the way, that's what I try and do. I try to be an example, okay, um, of what God has done for me. I don't have a problem sharing my life, you know, sharing my story. You know, there are some mm-hmm. things that the Lord has brought me through that I know that had it not been for for him, I wouldn't have gotten through it. And as I minister to them, you know, um, I try to minister the same. Hey, there's a big God to this small situation. And I understand it's not small in your eyes right now, but honestly it is. We serve a big God, you know. And as I minister that to them, you know, and like I said, I've seen some receive and then others ha- that have not. So in that situation, I continue to pray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's a very valid point um, where you brought out the fact that some will receive and some will not. I know we sometimes get um, that Jonah mentality. That, okay, God, I didn't want to do this in the beginning to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so now you've made me come here and deliver this message and do this. You know, so now that I've done this, why isn't things the way I said it was going to be? Okay. Mm. You know, why aren't they receiving my word? Or if it, if, like, okay, in Jonah's situation, it was like he had a message to to bring of deliverance. And it was a good message that, you know, if you repent, basically and turn from your wicked ways of God has asked us to do, you know, you can save your land. You can make a difference. And they repented and they turned. Right. But it angered Jonah because he's like, okay, I done went through all of this, the belly of the whale, all of this madness. And God, you gonna have mercy on them? <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. like seriously. But he forgot that was the message that God gave him to give. 
that exactly. if they do these things, they would turn. And I think we sometimes get into that mentality, even though people are coming to us, you know, we feel like things should go a certain way when sometimes they receive it, sometimes they don't. But it's still up to God if he's going to have mercy. It's still up to God how he's going to handle that, you know. And, you know, excuse me for interrupting, but you're absolutely right because, you know, um, and you do, you, you do get frustrated sometimes when things don't go that way, you know, and then it's like, you know what, okay. I, I've done what I was supposed to do. But here again, it's like the Lord told Samuel, look, they're not rejecting you. Mm-hmm. They're rejecting me. Right. And you've got to, and, and, and you know, that's so very, very important, you know. Um, but even at that, you know, um, you know, Miss Barbara told me um, something. It's a lady that goes to church with us, and that's another dear, dear soul that the Lord has blessed me with, you know. And the one thing that she told me that I have to go back and remember often is take your eyes off of man and keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. And when things don't go, it's like, okay, Lord, let me see you through even this situation or this individual. Allow me to see you because that's how you saw me. You saw me through mm-hmm. your son, all right? Mm-hmm. You know, and it does. It gets frustrating sometimes. Let me ask because, you a question, and I can I can mm-hmm. ask this because um, because I do know you, and because you are my little sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I know that you went through a period in life where you had an issue and a problem with your your faith factor, your trust factor. Um, in that God would do the promises that that He made. How have you been able to come to grips and come to terms with that? Because a lot of people um, may be where you were, where um, you had a situation you were believing God for, you were very disappointed because it didn't work out the way you thought it would. So, mm-hmm. which caused you to to walk through some things you know, um, in the the building back up of your faith and your trust. How have you been able to embrace um, believing and knowing that God is who he says he is? Um, it's It's been long. It, it, it's, been a, it, it's been a journey because, you know, one thing I want people to, to know, um, and I'm going to speak this, you know, you can go to church day in, day out. You can go to church every Sunday. You can go to the Bible studies. You can go. And you can actually be in a backslidden situation right in that church, right in those services. Mm-hmm. And at some point, that's where I was. You know, and I think that I just was basically going through the motions, you know, mm-hmm. going through the motions of, of, okay, I'm safe. Okay, I'm doing this. Okay. You know, and, you know, I, you spoke something to me one day, and you told me, you told me you're going to have to 
you know, begins to trust the Lord again. You're going to have to, you know. And I think at that point I began to get deeper and deeper into his word. Have I mastered the word? No, I haven't. Have I grown more fond of his word and fell in love? Because, see, that's the thing that's going to change your heart, okay? Mm. And actually seeing some of the things, you know, that the Lord has done, you know. I Mm. mean, um, I have, um, for people that don't know me, I have a 19-year-old daughter, and um, she had the opportunity to go to go away to college, you know, and I just didn't have any idea, okay, as to how we were going to get the funds that we needed because it was expensive, you know, mm-hmm. but I saw the board move and even in her life, throughout her life, I've seen the Lord move. So I think what that did was it, it build me up again to know, you know what, God has never left you. Mm -hmm. He's never forsaken you. I know what felt like that, and it did, because it hurt me. You know, some of the situations I had to go through, it hurt me to to my innermost being, because it was like, Lord, if you wanted to, you could have did what I was trusting and believing you for. But even then, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, even this, it was good that you've been afflicted. It was good. So you can learn me. You can learn my word, you know. And that's what it took. It took from that point there to get me to here, you know. And, but all the time. He didn't leave me. He didn't. But I had to learn that. And I had to believe that in my heart. You know, even a conference that we had when you came home this last time and Pastor Frank was here, you know, and Pastor Frank said, you know, you've got to learn how to trust him more, you know. Mm. And it is it's only been through his word. And it's elder lad, it's a it's a it's a it's a building up, um and how do I wanna say this? You know, it's letting go. We we just gotta let go. You know. Okay. And when I say let go, we've got to I I you we got to, to to open up to the Lord. And he's our father, you know, so yeah. he knows exactly where we are and what we're going through. But until we actually open up and begin to say, Father, you know, I can't, I I, I can't do this. You know, I can't do this on my own. And I mean from sincerity. And he knows the difference between Mm -hmm. us just saying, oh, Lord, I give this to you. Absolutely. He knows. Uh Uh He knows when we're sincere. Uh And at that point, he's just waiting, arms open. Still arms open, and he's waiting for us just to run to him, you know, and give it completely and totally to him. And when we surrender it, and you know when it is, because it's almost like a, it's like a breakthrough, you know. It's like a bug coming on and saying, bam, you know, this is it. 
you know. Mm-hmm. But it's sincerity, mm-hmm. and, he, and he knows that. And that's when he comes in, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what happened for me, you know. Um, I think I, it was just the surrendering, saying I'm tired, you know, I can't continue to live like this. If I'm going to trust you, I'm going to have to trust you, you know. And mm-hmm. I need you. God, I need you. You know, that's the, if I'm going to trust you, I'm going to have to trust you. That, you know what I'm saying, is profound. Seriously, it's it's almost like saying, okay, I just have to do this. You know, right. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm so fond of the journey that Abraham took while he was still yet Abram. Every time hmm. he got to a certain place, he marked that place. He built an altar. It was a place mm-hmm. where his faith was reassured, you know, and yeah. as we're, we're walking out this faith walk, we have to remember and understand that. I guess that's why I love his story so much because from the moment he was given the, pro- the promise until the promise manifested was 25 hmm. years. And when it yeah. did finally manifest, it, was, it manifested at a time when in the natural all hope was gone. Okay, it was like in the natural, you're not producing anything, Sarah's not producing anything, you know, um, if there had been a chance realistically where we could could just put logic to this situation for God to step in and do this, that time has passed. So now Mm -hmm. you're at that place of where Sarah laughed, okay, you're at that place of really Now, I know my husband who is 100 years old. Okay, really? Exactly. And, you know, really. it, it, it was beyond that place. I, I think I love that so much because we always talk about come God coming in the nick of time. He's an on-time God. He'll get mm. there in that midnight hour or what have you. Yeah. Sarah and Abraham had passed that midnight mm. hour so long beforehand. Yes, they had. Oh <laughs> it was <goodness>. like, <laughs> you know, midnight. Are you kidding? It's 3 a.m. Okay, it's almost dawn. <laughs> it's like, you know, you wait a little while longer. The sun's going to be coming up. We can talk about midnight, you know, to where, where I said legitimately in, in your wildest imagination, all logic says this is an impossibility. This is an impossible situation. And that is Mm -hmm. when God said, no, now is my time. Now is the time for the manifestation of my promise. And I think we forget that because when it doesn't Mm -hmm. happen, when we think it's supposed to happen, we think our hope is gone. Exactly. But we forget Mm -hmm. that God is never in time. He is time. He orchestrates time. He is the one who tells the sun to rise and to set. You know what I'm saying? He is the one that hung the stars and the moon and gave the earth its rotation and what have you Mm. that where a day will be determined by what he says. The word says a day unto the Lord is like a thousand years unto us. So, you know, (laughs) if he said I'm going to be there in a minute, well, that might be 25 (laughs) years from now. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? And we forget that. We forget that. You know, so yeah. and then we lose hope. We lose hope because nah. he didn't come when I thought when he was we. supposed to come. And that's okay. exactly now, right. Exactly. Our hope is gone. I've lost what I've gone, what I lost, and and he wasn't there. I can't trust him. 
Exactly. He does it for everybody that, else, but not for me. Exactly. And we I, and, it's never you know, a I even bad went, moment with him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think, Elder, the thing about it is, is when we can't see that, okay, mm-hmm. and like you said, when all you think all hope is gone. So basically mm-hmm. what you're doing is going through the motions. You're just going mm-hmm. through the motions. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the children of Israel, okay, wandering around and around and around and around and around, okay. You're just going through the motions, you know, because you're not, you, you're not hoping. You don't have any vision. You can't mm. see anything. Mm. It is a wilderness experience, and yeah. you are just going around and going through the motions. You know, you're hearing the same old thing. You know, when 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 you, when you're being prayed for, it's like, mm-hmm. well, you need to grow up. You know, the little girl. I'm like, well, how? You know what? I, how many more times do I have to hear that? Mm. So mm. you you you're just still going through the oh it's going to be the same old thing anyway, mm. you know. But that's where you are. Mm-hmm. But you can't see that mm. because to you, all hope is gone. I just got to keep on existing, and that's what you 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 you're just existing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's true. That's true. We do get to that place where we're just going through the motions and just we're not living life. We're definitely not living it an abundant life or to the fullest. No. We are just existing. But thanks be unto God that his glory thanks. shall arise. Yes, 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 yes. His glory shall Nevertheless. arise. There are times well. He stays his hand. Look at Jesus with Lazarus. You know, he purposely waited till he had been in the grave four days. And they were saying, he stinketh. He purposely Mm. did that so that the glory of God could be manifest. And my question to, to our listeners tonight is, what is it that God may be purposely waiting on to release in your life that he may be glorified, not about you, that he may be glorified. Because in his being glorified, as he blesses you, think of the Mm. powerful testimony and what it will do in the lives of others when they see that manifestation. What Christ did when they rolled away that stone and he called Lazarus to come forth could not have been Mm. done in any other manner. Yes. It could not have convinced people in any other manner the way that did. When that found supposedly dead man came out of that grave, okay, Hmm. not deteriorated, no maggots, no stinking, no nothing, but revived and made whole. When they unwrapped those grave clothes from around him and set him (laughs) free, he was whole. He was whole. Yes. Okay, no yeah. deterioration, yeah. no signs mm-hmm. of death. Mm-hmm. He was whole. Oh so I just want to encourage people, you know, that God just wants to make you whole. So if he's holding yeah. back his hand, there's a reason. Mm. 
and yes, the reason is. that he may be glorified. So with that, though, yeah. my sister, I'm getting ready to turn the floor over to you because I know in my spirit that God has a word he wants to speak into all of our lives through you. So the floor is yes. yours. Thank you. Amen. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk um, tonight, um, and I'm going to be coming from Matthew um, chapter 6, um, verses 25 um, through 34, actually. And I'm going to read this. Um, and the message tonight is going to be first things first. Amen. Hmm. Wow. Amen. Amen. And um, in Matthew 25, uh, Matthew 6, I'm sorry, Matthew 6, uh, starting at verse 25, in the word reads, um, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing here. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubic to his stature. And that's a question that Jesus is asking. You know, which of you, by worrying, can add one cubic to his statue? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon and all his glory was not arrayed like one of these grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. And remember in Philippians 4.19, the Lord told us that he would supply every need according to his riches and glory by Jesus Christ. Amen? For Amen. all these things, the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. And this is the key. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And what I want to do is I want to focus on Matthew 6 and 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
and all these things shall be added to you. I want to talk about first things first. And in this passage of scripture, we're told not to worry about the necessities of everyday life, what we will eat or drink, what we shall wear. Um, Because as the word is seen, worrying about these things in life, they come to distract us. They come to cause our spirits to be disquieted or troubled. And and, And this is to take our eyes off of God. And once we do this, we begin to focus on the circumstance. And at that mm-hmm. point, we stop trusting God. The spirit mm-hmm. of fear is allowed to come in, and we know that fear is not of God. John 10.10 10 says, the thief does come not kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus told us in this passage of scripture, he says that he'll take care of the birds in the air. He's arrayed Mm -hmm. the lilies of the field. He's clothed the grass, which is exposed to all elements. Yeah. I went to 1 Peter, and 1 Peter said, casting. And that means to throw all of your care upon him, for he cares for us. And when I looked up that word, it says it matters to him. And we know everything. God is concerned about us. He's concerned about our needs. He's concerned about our feelings. He's concerned. And we have a tendency to forget that, especially when we're going through you know, and then the word goes on to say, oh, you of little faith, you know. And at this point, we've got to understand, you know, confidence is undeveloped. Our trust factor is shaky. The doubt has crept in. The fear has overtaken us. we become overwhelmed. And that's when we have a tendency to go back to what's familiar to us. Well, it is what it is. We got to do what we got to do. And that's not what the Lord is wanting, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's when the scripture comes in, Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. This is a command from God. And, and, And sometimes I don't think we look at it like this. But God wants us to seek him. He wants to be pursued by us. You know, and when I looked at that word, it says to inquire, to ask Mm. for information, to search for something that's hidden, to get understanding. What we've got to remember is that God created us for fellowship. Okay, he Mm. desires our fellowship. He walked with Mm -hmm. Adam in the Garden of Eden through the cool of the day. I mean, I can just imagine what those conversations were like. You know, Mm. I can just imagine about the peace that was in that garden between him and Adam. That that must have been such a time, you know. And God, we've got to search some things out for ourselves, you know. And I know, you know, sometimes we don't want to, we don't want to seek God. We want a right 
now answer, you know, and that's not, that that's not always the way, you know, um, you know, um, God wants us to, you know, he's left his word for us, you know, mm-hmm. and as we are yeah. seeking him, you know, we've got to do this through prayers. You know, we've got to do it through our praise. We've got to press into him. You know, we've got to fast, and we've got to worship him. You know, the, um, Psalms 42 says, as a deer chants after the water brook, so shall we run. You know, and God is looking for us. He, he, he desires this. Pursue me. You know, and you think yeah. about a relationship. You know, when you're first mm-hmm. entering into a relationship with someone, you know, a man and wife, I, you know, I can use that as an example. You know, we, we're getting to know one another. You know, we're going on dates. You know, we can't wait until the next call. We're pursuing after that person. You know, God mm-hmm. desires the same thing from us. You know, but this mm-hmm. is the thing, seeking God, in his kingdom is a choice, okay? God is not going to force us to do it. You know, it becomes a matter of the heart, you know. Yeah. Uh, Matthew eleven twenty nine says, um, take my yoke upon you and learn yeah. from me. You know, join me. Sit at my feet in fellowship with me. You know, I can teach you great and mighty things. You know, and we've got to get there. We, we've got to get, we've got to begin to hunger and to thirst after God. And we've got to do it with our whole hearts. You know, uh, Proverbs 14 and 12 um, says that there is a way that seems right to man, but its end yeah. is the way of death. You know, mm-hmm. God is, do we see, as we seek after his kingdom, you know, we're looking for what we should be looking for is instruction and wisdom mm-hmm. and understanding mm-hmm. and direction. Yeah. You know, uh, Proverbs 3 and 1 says, but let your heart keep my commands for the length of days and long life and peace will they add to you if you seek me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and Proverbs 4 and 7 says, in all you're getting, get understanding. Get understanding, yes. God wants us to, he he wants us to pursue him, you know. And at that point, he will begin to teach us what we need to know. You know, um, we've got to understand he created heaven and earth, you know, and Mm -hmm. You know, we must, it is imperative that we learn his ways. You know, um, yeah. as I went through the word, you know, I went through, um, I looked at Psalms 86, 11, and 12, and it, the word says, teach me your way, O Lord. Mm. I will walk in mm. your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I will praise you, O my, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forever. And here again, it becomes a matter of a matter of the heart, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, as I kept on going through this, you know, um, you know, our first priority should be to seek um, God's kingdom first. You know, and as I was reading um, in, in, you know, some of my time that I was reading, you know, I was reading one of Miles Monroe's books, and it says, 
one of the keys to simplifying life is prioritization, you know. Um, mm. And as I looked up that word priorities, you know, um, it said it's a thing that is regarded as more important than another. Mm-hmm. And as I looked at that word first, ye first, the kingdom of God, you know, the definition of first in the concordance was before, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Mm-hmm. First in time place, order of importance, you know, and our priorities must be God first. No person, no place, no thing should be able to take God's place, you know. Deuteronomy 6 and 5 says, you shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And Jesus says, your mind with understanding you know we've got to get that we he's got to be first in everything that we put our hands to when we put our hands to the plow god has got to be first when we raise up in the morning he should be the first we should thank him for allowing us to make it through that night for a for for having the ability to get up you know and to be in our right mind in everything that we do we need to put him first. And, you know, putting God first, you know, um, will determine the quality of life and dictate all of our actions and behavior. You know, putting God first, you know, pushing away anything that will hinder our relationship with, with him. And what we've got to understand is it's God first. You know, it's all about him. Um, when we humbly submit and surrender our hearts to the Lord, we seek him first, God will begin to take it from there. You know, and as we talked about this earlier, you know, when there's a total surrendering our hearts to him, then he can come in, you know. And at mm-hmm. that point, we'll learn to trust him, you know, and our faith will begin to grow, you know. Um, and at that point, our relationship will begin to become more intimate and more closer Mm -hmm. with him, you know. And I just want to talk about kingdom um, for a minute, you know. um, You know, spiritual reign, it's his rule, it's his territory. He's an omnipotent God, you know, his power. He created heaven and earth in the fullness therein. You know, and one thing that I've come to learn is we cannot enter into the kingdom of God with a carnal mind. You know, to mm. enter into his kingdom, there's got to be, we've got to repent, and we must believe that he is God, that he's the only true and living God. You know, um, yeah. and to repent It means to change our normal way of thinking. You know, um, Romans 3 and 23 says, remember, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that's all of us. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing about it is at that point, you know, our minds must be transformed. You know, and the one thing that our pastor does teach us is, you know, we must unlearn what we think we know mm-hmm. and learn yes. from the master what we, we don't. don't know. <laughs> you know, and and that is that I mean that is valid, okay? Because we come into this thing thinking that we know. And that's why I said earlier, you know, we think, you know, we want to do we want to do Jesus without Jesus. We can't do him mm. without no. learning from him. We can't do right. him without going into his word in to begin to build a relationship and a fellowship with him. You know, um, Luke seventeen twenty. you know, um, the Pharisees was looking for an external and a physical kingdom. The kingdom of God does not come with observation, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. You know, greater is he that lives in us than he that lives within this world. You know, um, we can't always see God with a natural eye. You know, it has to be spiritual. And like I said earlier, we cannot enter his kingdom with a carnal mind. Right. Once you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, then you become citizens of the kingdom of God. You know, um, his righteousness, to be in alignment and in right relationship with him, you know, um, to have fellowship. And we do this by studying his word and allowing the Holy Spirit to have the right of way. We do this by obeying the Father-Son order. We learn to be submissive and accountable. And only then will these things be added unto us. And in my closing, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about 1 Kings 3. When Solomon became king, um, he recognized that God had shown great mercy to his father David because David walked before God in truth, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart, which are all kingdom traits. The word says that Solomon humbled himself, and asked God the Father for an understanding heart, which is another kingdom trait, for the task ahead. And the word said that this pleased God. God said, because you have not asked me for long life for yourself or asked for riches for yourself, nor the life of your enemies, but you have asked for understanding to discern justice. God did according to what he asked because he thought, seek after the kingdom of God first, and all these things were added. We, as a people of God, have got to build a hunger and a thirst and he said if we do this, then we shall be filled. We, we've got to hunger and thirst after his word. 
hunger yeah. and thirst after him. We've got to And here again, by his word, through prayer, through fasting, through worshiping him. You know, the word said God gave Solomon a wise and understanding heart. No one else, not anyone is like you, before you, nor shall, nor shall any like you arise after you. Then God said to Solomon, and I have also given you what you have not asked, mm. both riches and yes. honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings in all your days. Hmm. And this is it, dear, dear beloved ones of God. You know, there's no need to be filled with anxiety over our daily needs. When we begin hmm. to align our thoughts, when we begin to seek after his ways and understand the love that our Father has for us, um, you know, that he knows the thoughts and the plans that he has for us, when we give him our heart, and we begin to hunger and thirst after him and his righteousness, mm-hmm. only then shall we be filled. And all these things, plus what we don't even know what to ask for, will be added mm-hmm. unto us. Ephesians 3 yeah. and 20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can even ask or think, according to the power that works within us. You know, God has promised us great things, great things, you know. And if we begin to seek the king and his kingdom and his righteousness, you know, then there are promises within that. You know, there's peace, there's joy, and beyond Mm. all that, eternal life. So, um, you know, falling in love with the Lord. And, you know, we've got to continue to seek him. We've got to continue to trust him. And more than all, we've got to believe God for all things. And that's my word for this evening. Amen. 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 Awesome word. Awesome word. What an what an encouraging word. And you know, I had to just kind of smile to myself because the the whole conversation and the interview period of of this broadcast, you were leading up to this word. I mean, you know, it was about building our faith and building our trust in God. God is just unbelievable. He is yes, he unbelievable. Is. Thank you so much for that word because I know, I have no doubt that there's so many people that need to hear it. Um, and I would just invite those of you that are on the line and, and listening online or, or by phone or whatever, invite your friends, your family members, your, your people that you know need to hear this encouraging word. These broadcasts are recorded. They're left in the archives on Blog Talk. Please invite them to hear this word because it is 
It is a profound word of encouragement for anybody that feels, first and foremost, that they're in their darkest hour and they've lost hope, and especially for those that are still believing. They're yet believing, but we all have those moments where we just need to hear it that word one more time. You know what I'm saying? We we just need that little bit more of encouragement because we all get there. We all go through periods where, Amen. you know, we become like, like the, the young man's father who approached Jesus and, and yeah. Christ said, you know, if you would only believe. And he said, Lord, mm. I believe, but help my unbelief. You know, mm. it was like he confessed, Lord, I Amen. believe. Yet help my unbelief. <laughs> we we all have those moments. Amen. We have those moments. Amen. God, I believe. You know, I know Amen. who you are. I, I know what you're saying, and I believe your word to be true, but we have those those Kairos Amen. moments where we need God to step in just for a moment yeah. to help our unbelief. Even though Amen. we believe, there's still times and places in our lives where, and, and, and I'm going to say this, because it, 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 I find it in my life where when you're right there on the cusp of a breakthrough, you're right mm-hmm. there stepping over mm-hmm. the River Jordan. You're out there. You're in the middle of the river, and he has parted it, and you're on dry land, and you've built yeah. the souls as, as the priests were commanded to do as you're crossing yeah. over. But right there in the middle of Jordan, something will right happen. There. And for yeah. some reason, you have this mm. in the back of your mind, I can't make it to the other side. I'm halfway in. There's no water. I'm halfway there. But the enemy will come. He will play Mm. your thoughts. He will send Mm. an attack your way that will say to you, I can't go the other way. I can't do this. I can't go the right other way. Exactly. 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 And and when you're at that place, that's when you need a word like you just spoke. I promise you, yeah. that's when you need that word to say, you know what, you become that little engine and say, I think I can, I think I can, I, I think, think I can. It's exactly. like, you know what, God, and you, I know I can. I know I can. And I'm going to make it to the other side. And, Lord, exactly. thank you. We thank you. So, my sister, I truly, I thank you for the word that you delivered tonight because it is more powerful mm. than you could ever imagine because there's so many mm. people that need to hear I need to hear it. You know, there's thank so you. many people yeah. that need to hear it just to know. And, and the point of what he said to Solomon, because you've asked for what is wise and to justly judge, okay, I'm going to give you what you didn't even ask for. Is, but I'm you didn't you even, even more. ask for. Exactly. You know, that Mm. is the kind of God, you know, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that's Mm. the kind of God that we serve. You know, you do more for us. I can't even begin to imagine, all right? I'm asking you for this, okay? You Mm. blessed me with this. Mm. You know, I can't Mm. even begin to imagine all of your goodness and your mercy. Mm. You know, that endures forever, okay? You know, eyes have not seen. You know, ears Mm. have not heard. heard. Mm. You know, what you're going to do for those that believe in you. I I just, you know, it's such a great God. Hmm. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Well, we have come to the end of the broadcast. 
Um, but what an awesome, awesome time. My sister, you did a phenomenal job. God has truly, truly blessed the evening. He really, really has. And I, I'm so grateful that you were a willing and obedient vessel <laughs> to allow the Lord to use you because it has Amen. definitely been, been an incredible thing. Thank you so much. And we're going to have to have you come back on a different show just to you Amen. Know, just to share because you you really do you did uh, an incredible job. So we thank God for you. I am I'm thankful for all of you that joined in with us tonight and gave ear to what thus said the Lord. I had posted you know about the show that God had a word to speak and He was going to speak through this mighty woman of God and He did just that. So I am grateful. I encourage you all to. Join us again next Thursday night where we will have another incredible speaker, another minister of the gospel on to share what thus says the Lord and to encourage us and to help us enlarge the kingdom of God because that's what kingdom empowerment is all about. It's enlarging his territory. And that enlargement starts in our hearts. Because that's yeah. the first place where his flag, his flag should be set up. Remember when Neil Armstrong got to the moon, first thing he did was planted that flag. Put that okay, I'm here. here. Well, that's yeah. what needs to happen in your heart. The flag of God, the banner of Jesus Christ needs to be mm-hmm. flying in your heart, needs to be stated that this territory belongeth unto God. The Lord. And that's the that's first right. territory that needs Amen. to be enlarged and empowered yes. in his kingdom. To him Amen. be the glory for all that you have heard on tonight. Again, my sister, thank, thank you, you so Lord. much for coming on, for sharing, and for encouraging our hearts. And yes. we will be back with thank you, you again on next week. We give God the praise. Have a blessed, blessed week. Amen. And thank Amen. God. Thank God. Good night. Building the nation with the word of the Lord, teaching the people.